Well, hey, good morning, Life Church. If you would, open your Bibles to Proverbs 3.3. 3. If you don't have a physical Bible and you would like one, we'd love to get one to you as our free gift to you. Just slip up a hand, and someone from our incredible usher team will get that to you. You can keep it, as we say in kids' ministry, forever and ever, or you can just use it today and leave it if you would like. That is cool, too. You can also open the version app, otherwise known as the Bible app on your phone. All of today's notes and scriptures have been loaded in there. You'll just want to click more events and then you should see us, Life Church Green Bay, if you have your location services enabled. If you are joining us from anywhere that is not in this room, our online campus or the Brown County Correctional facility. We are so glad that you are joining us and a part of our family. For those of you who are wondering who I am, as I hopefully look nothing like the guy that you uh, are used to seeing up here on a Sunday morning, uh, my name is Danielle, and I am the children's pastor here at Life Church. Pastor Brady is my brother, and he stole my joke last, uh, like two weeks ago when you heard him, classic brother. Um, But it's still really true. When you spend the majority of your time with not adults, um, you're pretty used to certain things happening when you're talking, like fart noises or hands being raised because you need a Band-Aid because you picked a scab or a Ziploc bag for a tooth that you just pulled out. Or my favorite is when I rip a piece of paper and then I hear, best teacher ever. So uh, if you want to do any of those today, especially that last one, I would be uh, cool with that. Today we are continuing our Young Guns series, and I am super excited to dig into something with you in a message that I'm calling, What's in Your View? Let's pray. God, Thank you for all of these beautiful people and for bringing us together today so that we can learn more about you, what you have for us, and grow to become more like you even just a little bit. Settle our minds and our hearts and help us to tune in to what you have for us today. We love you and are so grateful for you. Amen. So, I uh, have this verse that I've been tearing apart for quite some time. In fact, I brought my prayer journal with me today. And if I would open to the first time that I really started digging into this verse, you'll see the page dated to 2017. And that verse is the one that I asked you to turn to, Proverbs 3.3. If you open to that in your Bible... Follow along with me. It's not very long, I promise. I'm in the NIV version. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. I'll continue to verse 4 for just a quick second, um, but we won't spend all of our time there today. Verse 4 reads, Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. That part, that right there, I want that. See, that's where I get excited when reading because, well, I've learned something about myself over the past few years, two things that I'm going to share with you today. Number one, I don't like being told what to do. And I don't think any of us really like being told what to do. But for me, I have this like go against the grain tendency and it started 
early. I remember being about eight years old, and I was running a high fever. So my parents kept me home from school, good parents, and uh, gave me like some Tylenol, or so they thought. See, this is me at eight years old. <laughs> I liked being home from school. Not necessarily for the reasons you might think. I just like being by myself. I'm super high introvert, and I like alone time. I like silence, the whole shebang. So when I got to stay home, even if it was for being sick, I wasn't going to let that end too quickly. I would take the Tylenol from either my mom or dad, and I would turn around, and I would stuff them in the cushions of the couch for seven days. Apparently, I never moved from the couch because they couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting better, and I enjoyed a glorious week at home. The second thing that I've learned about myself is that I want it all now, whatever it is. So in this instance, with this verse, I want favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. I want that now. I read that, and I start praying, like, yes, God, grant me favor with you and man. Like, like I didn't even read the first half of the verse. And I turn around, and I live my life exactly how I lived it yesterday. I tell you this about myself because this is a problem for me when it comes to this verse. Proverbs 3, 3 through 4, is a cause and effect statement or covenant language, which I'll talk about in a little bit, which means I'm being told to do something before I can get what I want. The book of Proverbs has a lot of these statements. It's why it's the book of wisdom. Pastor Sonny uh, did a study on this book last month that you can access on our YouTube channel. It's super good and worth checking out if you want to like know more about this book than what we're able to dig into today. But verse 4 is a promise that we will win. I also like winning. Maybe that's number three of the things I've learned about myself. I don't know. But it says that we will win favor and a good name with God and man if we do two things. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. And that is where we will begin today's journey. I don't know about you, but when I want to dig deeper, gain a broader understanding of what it is that I'm reading, I like to go back and pull definitions. I'm the person who will circle one thing over and over and over and over again. I love to dissect. My family will tell you that this is the worst because if you get into an argument with me, I will spend hours going around and dissecting every detail and every word and every reason why we are in that spot. But today, I would love it if you would dig in with me for the next 20 minutes or so because there's so much more than what meets the eye when we look at this verse. So let's read it once more and then we'll get to the definitions. Proverbs 3.3. 3. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So stopping point number one, love. Love to us, or probably just me, I don't know, is dating and romance and holding hands and a candlelit restaurant or a sunset walk along the beach. But that is probably not, definitely not, the perspective that we want to have here. So if you've been around here for a hot minute, you know that Pastor Sean is a, is a word guy. 
And I asked him before he left, as I was preparing, if there were any resources he'd recommend as I'm digging in to this. And here's what he gave me. This heavy collection of books. Um, I was going to bring it with me today, but I would have had nowhere to hide it up until this point because it is so large. I felt like he was handing me this collection of encyclopedias, like the ones that I've not cracked open since elementary school. But the best part of this is this entire collection of books is almost entirely in Hebrew. I guess that's what happens when you ask the smartest guy you know about what he reads. So for the record, I do not speak or read in Hebrew. So needless to say, I put my I love to dissect to work. And here's what I found, circling back to our verse and starting with love. The Hebrew word being used here is hesed. In English Bibles, hesed is translated to a variety of words, including kindness, love, steadfast love, loyalty, favor, devotion, and mercy. This is why you'll see it differently if you're not in the NIV version of the Bible like I am today. In his book, The Bible Among the Myths, Bible scholar John Oswald describes it this way. The word hesed speaks of a completely undeserved kindness and generosity done by a person who's in a position of power. This was the Israelites' experience of God. He revealed himself to them when they were not looking for him, and he kept his covenant with them long after their persistent breaking of it had destroyed any reason for his continued keeping of it. You may more commonly hear the Greek word used for love in the New Testament, agape. Agape points to a specific kind of love as well, a selfless, giving, non-emotional love as opposed to like a friendship love. Agape is used to describe the love that is of and from God, whose very nature is love itself. The word love, it may be different across languages. It changes, but God doesn't. Love was easier for me to connect to because we know that God is love. The Bible tells us this in 1 John 4, 7. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Okay, so that gives us a perspective on love, right? Package, let's, this is not the romantic sunset kind of love. It's a steadfast love. But what about faithfulness? Stopping point number two. Well, this is a tougher one, or it was for me. Faithfulness is actually a rendering of four related Hebrew words. Here, the word being used is that of emeth, which itself can be translated as truth, true, truly, right, and faithful. So for faithfulness, since faithful is still in the definition, I also pulled out my dictionary, a.k.a. I moved over to my laptop. And here's what I found faithfulness defined as. Steadfastness, constancy, or allegiance, carefulness in keeping what we are entrusted with, and the one that struck me the most, strict 
or thorough in the performance of one's duty. We see this to be true of God and his character in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. Don't miss this. This is where I get really excited. I hope that you're excited with me. Because here's how the two are tied. Faithful was used here to describe God and his keeping of his covenant to love. If faithful is being strict or thorough in the performance of one's duty, what is my duty? As a Jesus person, we are commanded to love God and love people. That's in Matthew 22, 37 through 39, which says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We are to be faithful, true, constant in love. Deuteronomy is a covenant text, and it really draws our attention to the seriousness of God's promises and and of Israel's need as the covenant partner to obey so that God can fulfill his promises. And the verse that we're focusing on in Proverbs today is also covenant language. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Love and faithfulness. They characterize God's behavior towards his people. And in return, since covenants are reciprocal or of a give and take nature, his people are expected to return love and faithfulness to him. His faithfulness results in our trust in his character. Knowing him allows us to put our faith in him. And when that happens, we have this desire to please him and honor him. We walk in his ways. And when that happens, our love and faithfulness should be obvious to others, like a beautiful necklace around our necks. I'm a jewelry girl, so I really liked that analogy. I won't tell you how many times I changed my jewelry before coming here today, but anyhow... Now that we've got a baseline for love and faithfulness, we can take a look at the second half of this verse, specifically the bind them around your neck part, which is actually referencing something called phylacteries. Phylacteries, sometimes called tefillin, are small square leather boxes containing portions of scripture worn by conservative and orthodox Jews. You can see the straps in um, the picture that you saw with the boxes that are used to most often wrap them around the head and around the arm. These serve as reminders of God to keep the law during daily life. This is the practical. This is the how. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. So pause. I know it might feel like I'm leaving you on the edge of a cliff, but we're going to come back to that. I promise. We, just, we now have all this background information on the table. We've taken some time to dig into this verse, right? We went through love and faithfulness, that second half, 
What is it talking about? How, though, do I take this into my everyday? Because this verse is like marching orders to me. And when I get those, I need to break it down to the practical. I need to put together a plan for how I'm going to execute. So today, I want to give you three questions, but I want to flip the usual script. We're actually going to do a countdown of the questions together. We've done a ton of unpacking, pulled information to the table, and we've reached the end of the verse. Now we're going to work our way back to the beginning with these questions. The last part of the verse says, never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. So starting our countdown with question number three, when are you tempted to have love and faithfulness leave you? Knowing that we are to keep these and they are to never leave us, this is like the maintenance check question to me. So I've identified a few times I know I'm tempted to have love and faithfulness leave me. First is when I'm tired. Anyone with me there? When I'm tired, it's all bad. My head hurts and my feet hurt, my eyes hurt, so I can't get my contacts in, so I wear my glasses and then I feel really gross. And I often jumble the details of the day, which means that my whole day gets thrown. And then if you're anything like me, you're left feeling like you just want to bury your head in a bowl full of carbs or a box full of it, pizza lovers, you know what I mean. Secondly, I know that I'm tempted to throw love and faithfulness out the window when I'm impatient. So for example, I have this little dog. She's so cute. I brought a picture of her uh, because dog moms love talking about their babies and showing you pictures. And this girl, I love her so much. But taking her to the bathroom is honestly one of the most trying things on my patients. 38 and a half paces to the left, 28 paces to the right, 46 paces back to the left, over and over again. If the grass is wet, don't even bother. And if a bird flies by, we better start all over. And it's probably already the 87th time I've taken her to the bathroom today. I do not have a lot of patience in those moments. And you know, I'm not really thinking about how much I love her in that moment either. So thirdly, so we had tired, impatient. Third, love and faithfulness leave me when I compare. I start out my day fine until I drive on the highway and I see other cars that aren't smoking like mine was last month. Or I scroll through social media and see a way cuter outfit than mine or a vacation that I'm not taking. And these are the moments that I've identified for me. But I can't answer the question for you. When are you tempted to have love and faithfulness leave you? They may be different than mine. It may be at work or when you drink or in certain times of your marriage, it's too easy to or you're tempted to let love and faithfulness go out the window. Knowing when you are most likely to step away from these marching orders is like stepping on the scale. I have a love-hate relationship with the scale, probably like most people. When I need to do a weigh-in and I'm down, I love it. And when I'm up, I hate it. It's a very easy-to-understand relationship. But the deal with the scale is it's a measuring tool, right? And at some point, we all need to know where we are and where we are headed. 
And just because you might want to ignore something doesn't mean it's not there. Here's the cool thing about knowing what causes you or tempts you to step away from love and faithfulness. You know your weak spots. And when we know our weak spots, we can knowingly step around them. And once you know your weak spots, ask the necessary follow-up questions. So I answered, when I'm tired. Okay, knowing that, I need to ask, where's my time going? What needs to change in my schedule? What do I need to do on the days that I'm tired to combat the temptation to throw love and faithfulness out the window? Basically, how do I keep myself from being tired? My fiance would answer that question with more coffee. And he'd go like that. That is probably not the answer that we are looking for here, but in sticking with today's theme of posing the questions and letting you answer for yourselves, you do you. But before we move to our next question, there's something that's really important to note from the information that we brought to the table about this verse. We said that the second half of this verse was a reference to phylacteries. But why phylacteries? There are a few reasons why phylacteries are worn, and there's two that I think are extremely helpful here. They are not easily lost, and they are continually in one's view. I love that. When I wrote that in my journal, my study, I then wrote, what's in my view? Let's think about the things you need in your everyday that are easily lost and what you have to do to not lose them. Keys, glasses, insurance cards, homework if you're a student, shoes, your lunch. What do you do to make sure you don't lose them? You put them on a lanyard or you set it on the kitchen counter so you remember to take it before you leave for the day. What's, we put what's important to us in our view. It's why we have pictures of our family on our desks. Think about it for a moment. Have you put what you need in your view to help you stay the path and carry out these marching orders? How are you making sure that you don't lose love and faithfulness? So we're doing a countdown of three questions that are going to help us evaluate and put today's verse uh, into action in our lives. We started with question number three, when are you tempted to have love and faithfulness leave you? And now we're going to continue on, and in doing so, we get to the love and faithfulness part, because we're working backwards. Question number two, how are you showing love and faithfulness to those around you? And story time. I'm currently sharing a bathroom with my sister. Don't get jealous just yet. Uh, my sister and I are very different people. Um, I actually have a video of her and I in the morning. Check this out. <laughs> I wish we were that cute. Uh, I'm the dog on the left, and Abby is the dog on the right, except she is 8,000 times more chipper than that, and at, like add a super fast wagging tail and a lot of licking and jumping. I, on the other hand, do not wake up quickly. I do not talk in the morning. Abby, however, will come to the bathroom all. Hey, Danielle, good morning. I'm so glad that you're up. How did you sleep? Did you have any dreams? What time did you get to bed? Did you hear the rain? I slept great. I actually had the best sleep of my life. I think I'm going to make eggs for breakfast. Would you like some eggs? I'll make them for you. Do you have plans for the day? Are you meeting anyone for lunch? I was thinking of grabbing asparagus out of the garden for lunch. It goes on and on before I can even peel the crusties off my eyes. And I can't even process all the words that just came out. 
And she'll respond, fine, don't talk to me then. <laughs> and I don't even know what just happened. And I have two options for how I can respond to this. I can move in my emotion, my tiredness, and fire back. Because let's be honest, I'm the oldest. So I can lock her out of the bathroom. All siblings are a little afraid of their oldest sibling. And oldest siblings, we know that. Uh, love and faithfulness, however, are character qualities. We heard earlier in the quote from John Oswald's book that the love we've been shown is a complete, undeserved kindness and generosity. So my second option here is to keep the command to love Abby. Will I choose to love her with an undeserved kindness and generosity? And unfortunately for those of us who like the easy route, thoughts and words are not enough. Our lives, my life, is made up of a bunch of small responses. My response to Abby in this moment and your response to the people around you reveal whether you are truly loving and faithful. Run a quick inventory of the people you've come into contact with in the last week, from your family members to the cashier to the person who checked your kids in this morning to the difficult customer or client. The thing with phylacteries is that they are public and they are not fashionable nor comfortable. And that's often what showing love and faithfulness to those around us requires of us. So continuing our countdown, when are you tempted to have love and faithfulness leave you? How are you showing love and faithfulness to those around you? And finally, question number one, how have you witnessed God's love and faithfulness in your life recently? Everything we've talked about comes to this. Being filled with his love, or should I say recognizing how we are so loved, recognizing his faithfulness has to come first. It's from that that we can turn around and show it to others. Not too long ago, I spent a few weeks praying feverishly for something. I fasted, I prayed, I kept fasting, I kept praying for what felt like an eternity. And I was specific. God, if this is what I'm supposed to do, bring this. And guess what? He didn't. So I'm tempted when I hear a question like, how have you witnessed God's love and faithfulness in your life recently, to respond quickly and snarky with a, I haven't. But what if I have? And what if I just need a perspective change? His answer to my prayer was no. And I just want God to answer yes to all of my questions and asks and prayers. But I know that God has a plan that is greater than mine. So perhaps his no is his love for me. It's him saying, just wait, I have something better than that. Or I'm not going to give you that because you don't know where that's going to lead you. Or perhaps it's him protecting me from something awful. I don't know. But you know what I do know? I know that he's been faithful before. Because I have a whole prayer journal here filled with prayers that sometimes I don't even remember praying until I look back and realize they were answered two years later and maybe just not quite like how I thought they would be. When you feel like you can't see his love or faithfulness, when you feel like you can't see his love or faithfulness, you have to choose to trust what you know. That's the promises he's made to us, the times he showed up before, the place he's brought you to from that awful place that you were in previously. It's a choice and not always a feeling. So before we wrap up today, there's something 
that I want to ask of you. Pull out your phones. If you didn't already, please pull out your phones. Go ahead. You can do it now. And I'm going to have you screenshot the next slide. I, I want you to screenshot this because I don't want us to leave this here when we walk out today. Take this. I'm stalling so you can screenshot. Take this and continue the conversation in the car, at lunch, wherever you can this week. And as you look back at these and begin to answer them for yourself, don't be afraid to evaluate. Additionally, we put together a little something to help you keep your marching orders in your view. We have foam backgrounds, or as I would call them, wallpapers, of Proverbs 3.3 available right now in the Life Church app. You can download them. Uh, and you can download the app from wherever you get your apps from. Just look for Life Church Green Bay. They are really cool and they are free to you. I wanted to do this because this is about as practical as you can get to literally put these in your view on the thing you look at every day and throughout the day. What's in your view? Is it what God has done for you? Run the check and be reminded of his love and faithfulness. When we are continually looking at how filled we are, we'll then be able to give out to others. And when we are continually looking at how filled we are, it's impossible to let love and faithfulness leave us. So question number one is how have you witnessed God's love and faithfulness in your life recently? Because in all of this, he has to come first. The beginning of putting him first in our lives is a relationship with Jesus. Would you close your eyes all across this place? Maybe you're here for the first time today. Maybe you've been coming for a little while. It doesn't matter. But if, if you're here and you have never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, if you've never written him on the tablet of your heart, know that he is waiting and ready to walk life with you. You can experience what it is to be loved with a steadfast love. I want to give you an opportunity to start a relationship with him now. So with no one looking around, I'm not going to ask you to stand up or come up to the front, but I would love to pray with you. If you'd like to start a relationship with Jesus this morning, would you slip up your hand and make eye contact with me, no one else looking around? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyone else? Would everyone in this room please repeat this prayer after me? Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner and I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Come into my life. Change me. Be my Lord and Savior. In your name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, would you do me a favor and grab the hello card that's in the seat back in front of you? And would you check the yellow box that says, I'm choosing to follow Jesus? After that, you can rip it off and drop it in the offering Beckett when they come around in just a little bit, or you can take it to the Welcome Center. We have a free gift for you because we think that the decision, we believe that the decision you just made is the greatest decision you'll make 
in your life. But first, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes just one more time. Everyone in the room. I wonder how many of you would say that you've been a Jesus person, but you've not kept his love and faithfulness in your view. And because of that, you've not shown love and faithfulness to those around you. Maybe that's you and you'd like prayer for that. If so, would you slip up your hand? I would love to pray with you today too. God, thank you for your steadfast love. You have loved us when we have been the most undeserving and you've been so faithful. I pray today for my friends struggling to see your love and faithfulness that you would change their perspective like you have mine. And for those of us who need to take the next step of showing your love and faithfulness to those around us, would you flood us with opportunities this week, God, so that we can't miss it. We thank you that you are who you say that you are. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.